Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shins that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open. Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Both Team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now. Here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you as we get set to make a run into Nashville Super Speedway. First, it's going to be back with y'all. Took a little time away, recharged the batteries, and ready for the stretch run. Lots of folks checked out of the NASCAR industry. The only off weekend for Cup was this past weekend. And then now when we return to Nashville, it is a 20-race stretch hammer down all the way into championship weekend at Phoenix Raceway. And by the way, tip of the cap to our friends at Phoenix Announcing the championship race is a sellout in the grandstands. There's some infield and some other opportunities available. But if you want to buy a seat to the championship race in Phoenix coming up the first weekend of November, 
good luck. You're going to have to find somebody that has bought one because they are sold out. But we've got lots to tend to between now and then, including the racing this weekend at Nashville. But this week has had its week of news as we transition back out of vacation and transition back into racing. It was announced yesterday that Josh Berry will officially replace Kevin Harvick as the driver of the number four Ford Mustangs at Stuart Haas Racing. This has been pondered about. This has been talked about, and it's been it's been a part of the garage scuttlebutt here for a while, but pen was put to paper, and the official announcement made yesterday. Matter of fact, after that announcement, our C-Post had a chance to catch up with Rodney Childers, who will be Josh Berry's crew chief in 2024 in the number four car. Rodney Childers, crew chief presently for Kevin Harvick in the future for Josh Berry. Um, Rodney, the announcement, getting Josh Berry in the car, another late model stock guy in the cup garage. Just kind of walk us through what that means to you to have Josh coming over to your program. Yeah, it means a ton. Um, just, you know, super excited about it, to be honest, uh, to have somebody like him that can come in and fill the shoes of Kevin and somebody that's mature and has his life together and we can just go race and focus on racing and um, somebody that I've believed in like crazy over the last 10 years. And, um, you know, I just watch every detail that he's ever done over the last, you know, probably seven, eight years of how he puts races together. You can see him moving his line around and doing different things with the car that Kevin does, you know, and you can see him using his pedals and, you know, where he places the left front tire and all those things that, you know, to a racer means a lot. And he figures out ways to make his car better. And that's how you win races. You know, that's why the four car has been competitive week in and week out. The car is not absolutely perfect every week, but Kevin knows how to put races together and he knows how to make the car do things in different situations. So, um, you know, yeah, it's going to be a big learning curve. Um, you know, thankfully he's got a few races in a next gen car, but you know, you, you took a veteran like Kevin Harvick last year and it took us half the year to figure out how to even get one of the next gen cars to go around the racetrack the right way. So, um, you know, I think it'll be a learning curve for, for all of us and getting to know each other and, um, but the talent's there and, and there's definitely racetracks that we can go to next year and have, you know, opportunities to win races. Lots of people involved in this decision from Tony to Kevin to Greg Zipidelli and everyone. How integral were you into this? You just said you were a big fan of his. How, 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 how big a part were you in that decision? And did you like the process arriving to this decision? Yeah, at one point they had, you know, had me make a list and, you know, obviously I had Josh at the top and I had a few other guys on there that that there's no way you could ever get that already have cup rides, of course. But, you know, we were kind of making a joke out of it at that point and, um, you know, it kind of went, you know, maybe a week after that and, and, you know, one of the guys walked in my office and said, all right, Smoke said last night to leave it to you, you're the final straw and I said, call Josh Berry. So, um, you know, that's... That was cool for me. Um, you know, sometimes you you want to be involved in those conversations and you have the ball in your court, and um, I would much rather have it that way. And and uh, felt good about my choice. And um, and you know, when you're when you have to make that decision and you have to make that choice, it seems to make people work harder too. Um, you know, you don't want to 
you don't want to fail at something that you were involved in. So uh, for me, that was another part that was important that would make me work hard and, and get Josh in victory lane. Obviously, Kevin is at a crossroads where he's stepping out of the sport. Did this present a crossroads moment for you where you, you could have walked away, you could have taken another role? Did, did that provide this moment for you and then ultimately your decision to stick around? Yeah, it really, it really did. Um, you know, I've said a lot over the last 10 years, it would be hard to ever kind of do it after Kevin just because the relationship that we've had and the things that we've done together would be hard to ever replace. And, um, you know, honestly, if it wasn't somebody like Josh um, that I truly believed in that I wasn't, you know, so confident that, that we could win races together, maybe I would have stepped away and spent more time with my family and been at home on the weekends and different things like that. But, um, you know, I also just I love what I do, um, you know, I love to get on the airplane every week, and I love to go be in the motorhome by myself some days, and and I love to just focus on race cars, and and my life really is race cars. So, um, you know, it it was important to to get somebody like Josh I could fill that role and that I could have a great relationship with and just keep doing the things that I love to do. That's really what it's about. You don't ever want to do any job whether it's in racing or whatever that you're miserable every day that you go to work so i feel like with what we've got put together here with josh i can i can be happy every day and be confident and and just to keep doing the things that i've done the last 20 years and and hopefully we can go win races looking at the present situation about midway through the season getting ready to start the run to the playoffs the run to the championship if you will um what are you guys working on what are the what are the needs to do better what's the what's the what's the hit list here as we look at these next 10 races particularly i mean i think the biggest thing is just putting races together you know we've had three or four that we've had cars that could have won races and you know i still look back at at phoenix and you know whether you put two tires on or four tires i don't think we were going to win either one because you know our car wasn't good on the short run and after after a pit stop so um, you know, I hate that one got away. We had the best car at Martinsville by far, and we didn't put the whole thing together. And just, you know, uh, there's been quite a few of them. But we've had fast cars, and that's what's important. And when you have fast cars and you have a good team, then eventually you'll put it in victory lane. So uh, we just have to keep trying to get a little bit better every week and put the whole races together and keep hitting our setups right. You know, Charlotte, we had a great car, and that was somewhere that we weren't very good last year. So um, I really feel like we learned some stuff at Charlotte that will help, you know, going forward. Um, And, you know, what led us to that was we weren't very good at Kansas and we changed some stuff around and was really good at Charlotte. So I think we're learning every single week. I think everybody in the garage still is, honestly. And we just got to keep pushing forward. And, you know, in my mind, I want to find these big chunks of of speed in the cars, and that's just not there anymore. Uh, Me and Gaypart were kind of kidding about that last weekend. And, and, um, yeah, I can't think of one thing we've done from an aero standpoint to make our cars better all year, which sucks. But uh, we just got to keep, you know, working on the setups and try to make them better and, and uh, get more speed out of it that way. Finally, back to the Josh situation. Did you tease all of us short trackers, maybe run some late model stock races together? Is is, is that an option that maybe we can see down the road? It's definitely going to be an option. You know, it, it's really cool what Kevin has decided to do in KHI and bringing KHI back and, you know, what we've been able to, you know, build over there already over the last year and a half or two years of 
you know, we have stuff there. Uh, we have a toolbox, and we have one car, and we have a trailer, and all those things. And um, you know, obviously, Josh could probably come in and help the program a lot. He's he's more in tune with what those cars run for setups and stuff than what I am. So, um, yeah, we'd love to go do something at the end of the year. You know, after he gets done with everything with Junior Motorsports, and we can kind of move on. But there's a couple of them there at the end of the year that maybe we can talk the wives into missing Thanksgiving and and uh, maybe go do something. Uh, we look forward to it, and we look forward to the rest of the year and the future with Josh Berry. Thanks, Rodney. Thank you. Appreciate it. There we go. That's Rodney Childers, crew chief at Stewart Haas Racing. Exciting times ahead for Stewart Haas Racing. Josh Berry, Rodney Childers, as they get set to square up in 2024. But again, as we mentioned, there's a lot to do between now and then, including the possibility that Josh could be one of those championship contenders for the 2023 NASCAR Xfinity Series championship. Now, with that discussion of championships, our next guest is a potential championship contender in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Trucks are back in action tomorrow night. Matter of fact, the Rackley Roofing 200 will take place. Motor Racing Network will have that call for you. Grant Enfinger is one of the drivers that will be in the mix as a winner in the Truck Series already. He's already playoff eligible, but what about championship contention and the like in what is still a lot of racing left to be done in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series? So with all that said, Let's go to the NASCAR Live Wide Open Hotline and bring in the driver of the number 23 Chevy Silverados for GMS Racing. Hello, Grant. Welcome back to NASCAR Live Wide Open. How are we doing? I'm doing great. It's uh, it's especially good to talk to you under these circumstances. And that would be win number two of the season. We were watching out in Portland, and we actually went on the air with the Xfinity race, but we still had our TV monitors up, and we were we were we were seeing all the events that happened towards the end of the race. Looked like to be a very physical race, and you obviously flexing the muscle you needed to flex at the end to get the job done. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a normal trek race, I would say. You know, sadly, this is this is the normal for us. It's it just uh, you know a lot of chaos. Um, uh, you, you never know what's going to happen. Um, I, I feel like what we had going for us is, is we had a really good champion power equipment Chevy the, the whole time. Um, definitely a, a top three truck. Uh, Jeff Hensley made some aggressive strategy calls and, and got us a stage win early on, but but in that process gave away all our track position. But then he, he got it back on the next cycle. So uh, he, he was pretty aggressive there on the pit box, and, and that put us in a, in a really good spot. Um, and we, we had a shot at it there with, with 10 to go and, and, and restarted on the bottom. And, and that's when Ty got into Zane and, and kind of the seas parted for me. And, uh, and we got the lead there again at the end. And then I uh, kind of had to fend them off on a, on a green-white checkered. So just a, a great weekend for us. Glad to, uh, to, to be, you know, in contention yet again and, and have, a, have a champion power equipment Chevy that's, uh, that's capable of, of winning races. That, that's, a, that's a good thing these days. I'm not trying to jinx you, and I'm not trying to maybe have the karma gods talk you into something, but when you mention the chaos in the truck series, your name doesn't seem to be in it. You may be near it, but you do a good job of staying out of it. How do you go about doing that in, in that aggressive nature that sometimes these truck races become? I, I'm not always out of it. Now, I, I've, I've been part of it. I, I don't think... I don't think you're going to see anybody at the front of these truck races that that's not aggressive. Um, it's just the nature of our races. It's it's the carrot that NASCAR has put out in front of us drivers as far as the, the playoff format and 
And um, and the, the package that we run in the truck series is so difficult to, to legitimately pass somebody. Um, a lot of it is about air. Um, you have to have a really good, strong truck to, to win these races, but you also have to have a really aggressive driver, um, and you have to be willing to, to kind of put your truck in, in harm's way. And, um, you know, sometimes that goes goes good, and, and sometimes that, that doesn't. Um, you know, obviously, I, I think there's guys that are, that are that are cleaner than others. You know, uh, I, I think I personally think Zane Zane it does does probably the best job in the truck series right now of, of being aggressive, but but also not putting the other guys in a, in a very very bad spot. Um, but I, I think I think uh, I try to be that guy. I'm, I'm not always though. Um, it's it just it, it, it's tough to kind of find that balance. Uh, we all want to win the race, but uh, but man, we're 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 fighting for air, and and that's the the biggest thing. And and uh, yeah, just it seems like in racing in general, I think you see it in the Cup Series too, but but especially in the Truck Series, there is there is chaos, and and our restarts are just so crazy. Um, but you almost gotta gotta be able to say, hey hey, I'm willing to wreck it, and then I'm I'm willing to save it, and and put yourself in a position to where it can be saved, but but no. Know when you have a zero percent chance of making it. Go ahead, go ahead and back out early on that one. The trip to Gateway resulted in the second win of the season for the team, adding to what you did at Kansas. What did that Gateway win do for the team? You obviously got some more playoff points, and obviously there's a morale boost. Are there any other rewards that go along with getting the win that you did at Gateway? You know, uh, winning doesn't fix everything, but winning fixes a lot. Um, and, and I'd back up a little bit from that. I feel like our Kansas win helped us with this gateway win. Uh, really, more or less, from a, from a mentality standpoint going into the race, uh, you know, if, if we were points racing, trying to uh, make it in the playoffs, I, I don't think Jeff would have made the decisions that, that he did on the pit box the way he did. But because we already had that win in the bank, he was able to be more aggressive than normal. So I feel like that Kansas win kind of played played into our favor and, and helped us with this gateway win. So um, from a driver and a crew chief standpoint and a, and a team standpoint, I feel like we all enjoy this situation of being locked into the playoffs and being able to have more of an open playbook. Uh, sometimes, like when you get in this first round of the playoffs or, or whatever the case is, you're always looking at those stage points and, and you're always looking to, hey, what's the what's the best finishing position we can? But, um, you know, the situation we're in right now, the, those, those stage points still matter, but it matters even more for a win. Then we can get five, guarantee ourselves five playoff points. So, so that, that's our focus right now, and that's a, that's a great spot to be in. The Jeff you mentioned, obviously, your crew chief, Jeff Hensley, and, and you you two are, are fairly new to each other with this 23 truck. Is this still a work in progress, you and, and, and Jeff getting on the same page? Is this mission accomplished? Where are you and Jeff in your relationship right now? It's definitely not mission accomplished, but I, I don't think... From, from the day he started back here at GMS Racing last year, we picked up right where we left off from a relationship standpoint. Um, and we had stayed in contact anyway from a personal standpoint, but um, there was no, there was no, you know, getting used to each other again or, or working through problems or anything like that. To me, it's more about like us as an organization and, a, and as a team, just, just all being on the same page, finding out what direction we need to go and now going down it. I, I feel like this is verification 
that we have been going down some of the right roads and not just this win at Gateway. Um, but I feel like this entire five race stretch that we just got off of um, was a really good showing, not just for the 23 truck, but for the GMS racing organization. Uh, Raja had a lot of really good speed. He, he had a lot of speed at Kansas and Darlington. Uh, Daniel had speed at, at, at Gateway as well. Like our, our entire organization is showing speed now. And that, that's a great thing. Our 23 truck, I feel like every one of these, these races in this last five race stretch, I feel like we were a top five truck. Uh, do we want more? Do we want to be a contending for race wins each and every week? Yes. So it's, it is still very much a work in progress there. Um, but, but I'm happy with the progress and, and I'm, I've been happy since day one with our communication and, um, and our ability to work well together. You know, you talk about the racing team. You talk about Rajah Karuth and Daniel Dye, who both are rookies this year in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. They have had speed in their trucks, but they haven't had the results. They've gotten themselves into some positions on the racetrack. They've been at the wrong place at the wrong time. And you just look at these drivers during these races and you just go, oh, no, not again. And they're trying to work through some rookie challenges. What kind of kind of suggestions, what kind of advice have you offered those gentlemen or could you offer those young men about their first year and not getting not getting down and not getting feeling rejected, just working through some rookie season challenges to get to the good stuff, which obviously will be those consistent top five, top ten finishes. Man, this uh, truck racing is just really, really tough. I don't I don't know if there's been a time in in my era of truck racing that it's ever been tougher than it is right now. There's just so many really good quality trucks. I feel like there's 20 trucks out there that are giving a full-fledged effort that have really good drivers, really good teams, really good backing. They are doing all the right things. So if you're off a little bit, like a few weeks ago at Charlotte, we were off a little bit in our first stage, and we were running 13th and, and got off a little bit in a pit stop, and, and now all of a sudden we're running 16th and 17th, and I, we can't dig our way out of there until we make our truck really good at the end. And, and Jeff made some great calls to, to, to get us a really good truck by the third stage, but there was there was times in the, in the second stage when we weren't that far off, and I was battling for 16th and 17th, and it is just chaos back there it's it is it is tough and it's aggressive at the front of the field and you get past 10th spot and it is just wild chaos just guys bouncing off of each other and and losing your air and and getting it back and getting loose and and, uh, man it is it is just wild so it's it's hard to to keep a truck you know together and and so I, i feel like when i get in those spots maybe i'm a little bit too conservative and um you know some other guys are maybe too aggressive in, in those spots but I, I had some specific talks with Raja after he had one incident he he didn't really ask me for advice but but i talked to him but but by and large Raja comes to me all the time and, and he comes to a lot of the people in the garage and, and he's one of those guys that he is he is a a, a student of uh, of our sport and and he he does all the right things he works extremely hard at this and and I feel like he, he has a good idea of, of where he's doing really good and, and where he's not at. And uh, and yeah, definitely they they, they both you know Raja and, and Daniel. It's a it's a work in progress. It's not going to happen overnight. Um, I, I think Gateway was was a really good confidence booster for for Daniel. They've uh, they've had just a lot of 
crazy stuff happened. Even the first five races of the year, they had stuff happen before the green flag. Um, you know, even took place. And so they were kind of always starting out in the hole. Um, but they had really good speed there at Gateway. He was able to, to run up front in the, in the, in the top three for, for 30, 40, 50 laps, I, I think, there. So that was really good for him. And, and it's good for me to see our organization having speed. So, so yeah, I talked to those guys a good bit. They're, they're at the shop with, with our guys some. And, and I'm up here and, and we're all on the, the Josh Wise program there with, with Chevrolet. Uh, the resources that, that they help us with. But at the end of the day, you, you kind of got to just go out there and, and do it and, and figure it out. But it's uh, it's definitely a challenge. And I think right now it's it's as challenging as it's ever been. I would agree with you 100% on that. And, of course, Rasha and Daniel, very talented young race car drivers that are in the process of learning their craft. Their next learning opportunity will come at Nashville Super Speedway. Before we get into the nuts and bolts of Music City, hard to believe we've got four races to go before the playoffs begin. You get Nashville, Mid-Ohio, Pocono, and Richmond tracks that could not be any totally opposite from the other. What do you think is a target-rich environment over the next four races for you and your team, Grant, as you get set to angle up for a run at the title this year? You know, I, I feel like the, the the really good, I guess, thing that, that we have going for us at GMS Racing is is we're an organization that, that can, you know, I feel like we can win anywhere. Um, so so it's up to, to myself and Jeff Hensley and the guys on this 23 truck to, to give us the best opportunity to, to do that. Um, I, I really like Nashville. Uh, that's a place uh, a couple years ago, I, I feel like we, we didn't have the best truck, but I, but I was in a position to, to maybe pull one off and, and, and got past there at the end. Um, we'll have a lot of guys from Champion Power Equipment at that one. That's a, that's a big race for us. So I got that one uh, circled somewhat. Um, you know, I've I, never been known as a road course guy, but, but I've put so much effort and, uh, and our resources at Chevrolet have, have helped us with this, with Scott Speed and, and Josh Wise. I, I really, on my bucket list, it's to have winning speed at a, at a road course. So, um, you know, last year, I, I feel like we had a, about a top five truck pretty much the, the whole race. Didn't quite get the finish that, that we deserve there, but we ran up in the top five most of the race. And um, I think that was a good stepping stone for us, but, but I really want to win on a road course. So that one is, uh, that one is circled for me. Um, but I, I'd say the, the biggest worry in all of those that you mentioned is Pocono. That's a place for, for whatever reason, myself and Jeff. Um, there's been a couple of times we've had some decent speed, but, but overall, we've had pretty dismal runs at Pocono. So, uh, me and him both want to, want to get that cleaned up and, and just want to have a respectable run there. That's, uh, that's probably the, the one on the entire 23 race schedule that I, I think bothers, uh, myself and, and Jeff the most, just because we, We've never left there happy, I guess, is, is the best way to put it. Yeah, there's a lot of people that fall into that category, wanting the best from Pocono, but not getting the best from Pocono. Got Nashville coming up this weekend, obviously mid-Ohio, Saturday, July 8th. Pocono, July 22nd. And, of course, the season finale for the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, the regular season finale coming up on Saturday, July 29th, before the playoffs begin at Indianapolis Raceway Park on Friday, August the 11th. Appreciate the time as always, my friend. Congratulations on joining the two-win club and joining Zane Smith and Christian Eckes. And uh, give them heck at Nashville and try to get number three up on the board here. Absolutely. I appreciate your time, and I appreciate Champion Power Equipment, everybody at GMS Racing and, and Chevrolet that allows us to do this.
That is Grant Enfinger, playoff eligible and with four races remaining in the regular season for the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. The potential there to add more wins to that roster. The four races that remain, Nashville tomorrow night, then Mid-Ohio, then Pocono and Richmond. The Truck Series playoffs will begin at Indianapolis Raceway Park under the lights Friday, August the 11th. Now, let's transition back to Cup Talk. Cup cars on the racetrack this weekend for the Ally 400. And producer Trey is here with what Las Vegas is saying. Trey, how are those odds shaping up for this weekend? Well, Mike, Vegas has their favorite pegged, and it is the winner of the 2021 edition of the Ally 400 at Nashville Super Speedway. It's Kyle Larson. Larson sits at plus 550 or five and a half to one, but there are two drivers right in that same ballpark. The second favorite, Martin Truex Jr., the most recent winner in the NASCAR Cup Series. He sits at plus 650, and then right behind him is his teammate, Denny Hamlin, at seven to one or plus 700. My pick, though... I'm going with Truex. If you look back at last year's Nashville race, it was interrupted by a couple of lightning delays. Uh, If it weren't for pit strategy and the race ending as late as it was, Truex might have had the most speed last year. Truex was bad, fast at Nashville, and I think that's one of the races that he wishes he could have had back in 2022 where he needed a win to get into the playoffs. He is already in the playoffs. He is the points leader right now. I think Truex joins William Byron and Kyle Busch as three-time winners in 2023 this weekend to start the de facto back half of the season. A couple of long shots that I like. Alex Bowman sitting right on the playoff bubble. He needs a good run. We know Hendrick Motorsports has speed here. They've won the first two races here, and it's the Ally 400. So a little bit of extra pressure on Alex. 30 to 1. I like those odds. And then Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Stenhouse is always good on concrete surfaces. He is having a very quietly, very good points year as well. It's not just that win in the Daytona 500 where he's stealing a playoff spot from someone. He is in the top 16 in points. Stenhouse sits at 100 to 1. So I think Bowman and Stenhouse are worth flyers at those odds. But I really think that Truex maybe could even stink up the show in Nashville this weekend. I agree with you. Keep an eye on Martin Truex Jr. Uh, He and that team have come to life, obviously coming off that Sonoma win. We'll see how it all shakes out in the Ally 400. Our friends at the Performance Racing Network will have the call of that and the Xfinity Series coverage. We have you covered with the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Don't forget, our coverage will begin from Nashville Super Speedway tomorrow night. 8 p.m. is when the trucks will go green a little after 8 p.m. And we will look forward to bringing you that live coverage right here on the Motor Racing Network. Don't forget, we're back with NASCAR Live next Tuesday night at 7 Eastern. NASCAR Live wide open next Thursday as we set up for the Chicago Street Race. So for producer Trey and the rest of the MRN team, I'm Mike Bagley. Thanks for checking us out. We'll chat with you soon right here on the Motor Racing Network. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Outdoor care to home and auto repair. Do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. 
Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and warning systems for the automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Whelan products are designed, sourced, and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Whelan Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left, and we're here to stay. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's back here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. <laughs> 